and welcome to the Dad and Sons Podcast, where you'll find not one, not two, but three whole 25 to 35-year-old heteronormative males sharing their opinions on video games. Wow. All the way back down to 25, huh? uh, Yeah, that's how old I am. And my name's George Weedman, and their names are Liam Edwards and Matt Visual. Hello. Hello. We're, we're, we're going to start things off this week by um, going through some survey data. Remember how for a couple weeks last month we were asking for the kids to fill out some questions on how bad of a show we are? We got 820 responses. And Jesus. my primary concern is why the hell the SoundCloud and YouTube numbers don't say the same thing as the survey data does. So, so this is really, really weird. And, and we'll clarify a lot of weird bullshit you guys have been seeing about this podcast. The survey data says that, like, a good 25% chunk of you guys watch this on YouTube. And that's not what the analytics on SoundCloud and YouTube say at all. Like, the number next to the YouTube video... We'll, we'll be hovering around, like, like 2,000 after a couple weeks. And then on SoundCloud, it'll hover around, like, five to 7,000 after a couple weeks. So we're going to be pumping more money into the YouTube assets soon. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, and making sure that YouTube uploads happen on the same day as SoundCloud uploads. <laughs> George? <laughs> Dude, it, oh, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour render. Like, it, it, it does require me to shuffle around the whole days in which I order this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the comments from last week for people who do check out on YouTube were like, <gasps> on Friday? On a Friday? <sighs> what magic is this? Um, the, the, we, we can confirm, just as we have suspected, that the real-life story discussions uh, seem to be everyone's favorite topic. Oh, it's not the news? <laughs> it's not the news? <laughs> yo, yo, you'd be surprised, actually. <laughs> The news, depending on how the question is phrased, either comes in second or third place. Man, last week was a ride. Oh my god. I, I, I was hoping that you just scratched that episode entirely. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's apparently a good thing we didn't, because while we got some angry emails from people who were saying we should do yeah, it. Yeah, you really should. Uh, a lot of the comments... <laughs> A lot of the comments were saying it was the best episode for a while. So really, I don't know. Apples and apples and oranges, I guess. Yeah, really? yeah. The the <laughs> the past um, three episodes. If you if you sort through the comments, you might find a lot more in in case engagement. Also, on that, if you have listened to the last three episodes, sincere thank you because, as noted by quite a few people, podcast numbers are down in general. And that does include us in some factor. Um, so if you have been listening to the previous three episodes, or like the past six since this crazy world stuff has happened, sincerely thank you. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> your sons, your daughters. So yeah. So the real life story discussions are everyone's favorite topic, right? But then the coronavirus happened, and now we're just like telling stories about how we're locked inside and not doing anything interesting or exciting or funny. Now we have no content. Okay, here's question: How are you guys getting food these days? <laughs> Maybe something interesting and funny can come from that. 
Wait, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> it looks like George is brute forcing what the people want. No, no, this is not, this is not how it works. <laughs> My stomach hurts because I've eaten too many fried pickles. No, no this is not, this is not. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, next, next, next item on the agenda. It seems like um, when, when I plug a lot of the long form survey responses into a text analysis tool that makes those wacky word clouds show up that have bigger words show up next to smaller ones, depending on how often they're used. <clears throat> Two words that show up a lot besides our names and, and articles and prepositions are funny and smart. Apparently a combination of funny and smart is what the kids come in for. We're funny and smart. I don't know where they get smart from. This is the biggest reach around I've ever heard on a podcast ever. Yeah. Dude, I love pleasuring you two. <laughs> I loved how when we looked at the word cloud for like annoying or things you don't like, it was like my name in big bold text. What? What? Yeah, I, I didn't put that on the outline. I'll scroll way down on my bigger data sheet about that one. And like for uh, what you want more out of the show in big bold text was just Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my god. I, I just want to clarify that Liam just said two factually incorrect statements. That is not true. That itself is a factually incorrect statement. I, I, I am looking at the answers for question number 13 now. What is your least favorite segment of the show? The biggest word is news. <laughs> but, but it is. And yet, uh, will we ever drop the news? <laughs> No, because this is George's podcast. But guess what the biggest word in, in the word cloud is for question 12? What your favorite segment of the show is? Live stories. Matt. It's news! Yeah, it's apples and oranges, I guess. Same thing so, again. Well, that was a um, question that they had to answer with a fill-in-the-blank so that they had to give their explanation. And that's why the phrasing of the question, I think, matters. Like, news goes either both ways. <laughs> it lands in either extreme. <laughs> So, um, wasn't like one of the, the answers, like <clears throat> one of my favorite parts is when Matt and Liam just annoy George. And that was quite high up yeah. on the list. Uh, quote from one of, one of our responses. I think George is this ultra high strong contents under pressure madman with a lot on his mind and a lot to say. And the way Matt visual completely tears him down 80% of the time is great. <laughs> I think I wrote that out. <laughs> so um, we're we're gonna be doing like no more than two news topics a week from here on out, if even. Yes, carefully selected. Uh, a happy one and a sad one, or like a heavy one and a light one. And, and we'll see how. Or that maybe goes. even just a one. <laughs> oh man. Good times. So how's your how's your lockdown life going, boys? <laughs> Day one million and twenty-seven. Do we have any interesting real life stories for this week? Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god. I went to the river for the first time in a month. The river? Like the river in Kyoto. Where you do your laundry? Like if you've ever been to Kyoto, there you you'd know there is the river, which is the Kamogawa River. <laughs> Beautifully known, the Duck River. And it's basically where everybody hangs out, has picnics. And I went there and I stopped and I had a quick beer from the Combini with a friend. One meter distance, masks and all. And I saw three men dressed as dinosaurs running along the river. Running? What? Three men (laughs) dressed 
as like inflatable dinosaurs. Like you're talking about T Rex, the, the wacky yeah. ones, the, the the floppy ones that floof up and down when you walk, and then the yeah. head was just bouncing yeah, like back and forth. Velociraptor, yeah, 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 and they were just running. No camera, just this is for them. No it's not camera. for the two. Yeah. This is just I, for them. Immediate thought was like it's a YouTube video. Like I imagine it's some sort of Corona suit prank. Can you get coronavirus if you wear an inflatable T Rex? <laughs> They're probably not <laughs> wrong though. Is, is it, probably is there like a big Japan YouTube community? Have I, have I been yeah, missing out? Huge, huge. Like one of the <laughs> highest ranked careers for kids in elementary school and even like junior high school right now is youtuber i have to look this up it is a big deal in I, I i was told last time i was there that i could tell people i was a youtuber with no shame i wouldn't go that far but wow <laughs> <laughs> still some shame but yeah they were just th- these just these three dinosaurs running and it it bought a glimpse of hope Nature is returning. <laughs> we were the virus all along. <laughs> well, I mean, have you guys gone to the parks and stuff? Like, you, no. you hear the animals a lot more. Yeah, I mean, there's a the shit birds. ton of insects. I mean, it's starting to get warm again, so it's probably I, just that's what's happening. I, I it have, does seem like there's more insects. I have noticed the birds and the insects. Like, if I open my window ten minutes later, there will be, like, a couple new flies in the apartment. That didn't used to happen. You need screen doors, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no one else in this apartment anyway, so honestly, I welcome the company. <laughs> it's got to that point. High fly. <gasps> yeah. Visitors. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to the, uh, the Beatles. <laughs> I should leave some food out for them and give them treats. That's how you... What is the attribute? That's how you get ants. Leave food out for Who am I going to talk to right now? I don't know. Me and Matt... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at him pause. He's like, ah. okay. Well, no, no. I, in complete one hundred percent sincerity, there is a big difference between having no other living creature in your home, and 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 having electronics communicate. Like, I would love to just have a dog or something for a week, <laughs> not permanently, dog. just like a week, just for now, well, just for this shit. Huh? Therapy dog. What? Yeah, <laughs> therapy dog. Yo, you laugh, but I feel it. I feel the burn if I don't. I, I hope you don't feel oh, the that's dog. that's why, you know, I I hang out sometimes. You know, go to the beach, even though the beaches have closed, just like hey. now in Orange County. But the beach, the park, you know, you see you see uh you know parents out there with their kids and stuff like that. But it's not as crowded. Nice walk. It's nice. It's nice, dude. See a couple of good dogs. You, yeah, you know, I, I don't um, go by myself, but yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you. Ooh. Oh, wait, you know wait. How... No, I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> going out there by yourself, and then all you see is the parents looking at you like, why is this black why dude bearded this... black dude just out here by <laughs> This himself? muscular bearded black dude staring at my children. <laughs> and smiling. <laughs> Beautiful day we're having, ma'am, isn't it? <laughs> C- come on, Jay. So yeah, don't I'm, look at it. <laughs> I'm 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 a bachelor living by myself in a time where you're being advised to have as few guests and social interactions as possible. Right? It's, it's been a good it's two literally weeks. Literally, like how your life has been for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, for a couple of months. 
It's been two weeks since I last saw any other human, and it's the only one human I've been seeing for the past two months. <laughs> Everyone else is on video. And you know how it's been scientifically proven that, like, petting an animal or touching another person will give you a, do a, a dose of dopamine from, from, like, a hit of oxytocin, right? I'm wondering if after all this time... The very next time that happens, my whole body is just going to be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> like he's just come for the first time. Like, 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 I'm, I'm going to hang out with like a couple a friends and someone's going to bring their dog over. And the moment my hand gets behind that pupper's ear, I'm just going to be like, oh! <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast so people could see. It has been so long since I have had that hit, you guys. It has been so long. Oh, my God. George, what is wrong with having a dog? Like, why don't you just get a dog? Because it's my apartment is tiny and I don't want to make Your another... Your apartment's not tiny. It, well, compared that's, to, like, Yes, Japan. compared. But compared to the needs of a dog, I doubt a dog would, like, live a long Do and happy life here. No. You have a back... Oh. No, I live on, right? like, a big... Yeah, I'm, I'm up in the air. <laughs> I, I, the dog would... Get a small dog. <laughs> the dog would fall out the window and hit the ground if I put it in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I, I could get a small dog, but the other problem with that is that small dogs are like loud and yappy, and I need to make podcasts and record <laughs> videos all the time. So if so, anyone ever wondered where this was going, basically we're crowdfunding a dog for George. I I don't want to have a dog permanently until I'm in a bigger home, though. And as soon as I get into a bigger home, you guys, I'm going to get a dog like right after that. But no, not in this like tiny little place. This place is too small even for me. I don't want to die in this place, let alone a dog. You and your thoughts bouncing off the wall. Uh, at least the they wouldn't be bouncing in my head. And at least I could talk to the dog instead <laughs> of myself. <laughs> I can imagine you getting a dog and the dog just ignores you. You guys gotten <laughs> to the point where you're talking to yourselves yet? Uh, no. I think I talk to myself anyway. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, I always have done. Like, 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 I, I'll have an internal conversation going, and if I haven't seen anyone in a couple days, like, I will just say bits of it out loud, and I will consider it vocal practice, you know, to uh, train my voice for, for this, this weird job of mine that requires me to manipulate my voice good. But I had an open <laughs> mic on with a friend the other day to try and keep me productive, and they heard me doing it in the kitchen and thought I was a total weirdo, so I was wondering if I should ask you guys if I'm a weirdo or not. No, you're not. No, Whenever are we going to say that you're a weirdo? <laughs> when, when we control our money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> you don't control your own money very well. Or very well. I'm not really sure. Which one impresses you more? My oh, benevolent overlord. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys think I'm schizophrenic, please let me know. I would like to know as well. <laughs> so would... The other two of you. You're, you're normal, George. Well, as normal as, as they come. Uh, talking yeah. to yourself in quarantine is normal? Yes. I mean, that's kind of validated, right? Starving for physical contact, even if it's an animal, is normal. <laughs> I wonder if when Matt talks to himself, he thinks he has a sexy voice. <laughs> I, I actually Ooh. don't think about that at all. I just... <laughs> I just talk... If anything, it's a little bit more high-pitched. <laughs> Is your internal voice like like is that how you hear it? Like, Should I be doing 
That was like a, a George squeal. I just he spat water all over the place. <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we here? We're 16 minutes in. What the fuck are we doing? We're sharing real life stories. Everyone's top oh, yeah. rated segment of the podcast. See, we yeah. are responding to Dude, your what? feedback, kids. What have you been playing? Uh-oh. Oh no, don't Uh-oh. let George stop. Don't, don't. Okay, Matt. Okay, alright. I've been I've playing. Left turn. I've been <sighs> playing Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So this this happened before the announcement. So it was pretty interesting. I was just Which, like, you know what? what um, I was now? playing. I, I, I uh, started playing Odyssey. Yeah! I know. I know. That's the one that I was like, oh, okay, George, George, George played this. So this is just. Okay, okay. And I was like, L- Liam okay. is finger gunning his, his forehead right now yeah. for for listeners who can't see. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, the okay. Circle continues. Uh, you know, it, it's it was good. It was, it, it was. I didn't beat it. I didn't beat it or anything. But like, uh, I was gonna say you, you would have beaten it faster yeah, than George ever did. Yeah, that that game is. I bet that's one of those games where like two percent of people have beaten it at all. Yeah, it's pretty long. It takes a while for it to get going, doesn't it? Yeah, like for you to get yeah. the boat and everything. Remember and, when I was saying yeah. like I was like week one, oh what's what is this poop game? Week two, it's like oh now it finally <laughs> got good. Week three, I'm like yeah this is fine. Yeah, it. I and I was waiting like I was at hour ten and I was like. Where's the hidden blade? Uh. Where's the hidden blade? There's no hidden blade in Odyssey. What the fuck? Yeah. Do you reckon that's why they pulled it out in the Valhalla trailer, like almost immediately, to be like, here it is. You can't take away the like that was the innovation. That was like well, the thing that people make the costumes of. You can't take it away. It. You change it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of innovation. I'm a big fan of, um, but you just don't take away what makes you an assassin when you call it Assassin's Creed. Make another game and name it something else. Right? right? Okay. You were saying yeah, well, that on Twitter. Like that I makes did, completely sense. It completely does, sense. and it, it seems like it seems like they're straying away. More from cool stealth stuff anyway. Yeah, Odyssey is not a stealth game. It is an RPG hack and slash, like, explore them up. It is not at all like what the previous games in the series were. And and I I am a weirdo who actually likes the new style better than the old. Mm. See, I loved... Desmond's story, I loved. I just when I was a kid, like, well, I, I mean, that was years ago, but I guess it was kid. It was 2011 or something like that. Basically, I was a kid. Mm. Shit, like nine years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the the sneaky um, stealth gameplay. Like that was the most stealth games I've played. I guess in. in <laughs> Um, there weren't that many for a stretch. There weren't that many. <laughs> yeah. In, in the like mid 2000s or late 2000s, I guess, more like. Other than Metal Gear. And Metal Gear is another one that's a, incredibly fun as a stealth game. Um, this These games are completely different. Um, but what happened to me is that one day, um, one morning I got up and 
a couple of my icons were disappearing and then my computer proceeded to start crashing. Oh shit. And wow. then I lost all my progress because I had to reinstall Windows. Oh, and I was uh, over. I was definitely over ten hours in there. So and, you weren't playing the Google Stadia Cloud version. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like my life. Shame on you. <laughs> I like a steady, steady, steady. Uh, no lag. Um, yeah, so on Google, you'd have your progress, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, Stadia spokesman. <laughs> just want to point out this podcast is not brought to you by Google Stadia. <laughs> Sponsored by Microsoft Crashing Window. Is it is it actually is Stadia actually good? I've no idea. Never used it. <laughs> I I need alright, I, I should give it a try and actually use I it. I just remember that was how George played the original uh, how he played Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, and the whole and for time? what it, the No, whole? no. No, oh. no, no. The, w- the way it worked was that they they gave away free codes for the game for beta participants of uh, of of the Stata Beta, the Stata oh. Beta, yeah, Stadia Beta. It's still in beta. Oh, yeah, but, Matt. There's a number of reviews you could look up if you want to try, but they also have a no, pretty I, generous I have. free trial. That's why I haven't tried it. <laughs> I don't oh. put my money oh. on it. Yeah, it's free now, isn't it? Because of the quarantine stuff. Is Didn't it? They release free? <gasps> I might have to. I'm pretty sure there's a free <laughs> trial. You can uh, always in. Did 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 he just get punched in the throat or what? Yeah. <laughs> Google jumped through. That's right. I gotta, see, they can't see me um, because I don't want to spend seventy dollars on the webcam. I do. I I, I will, I'm gonna I order one after this joint. I swear. I'll, I'll order. One. I want to see Matt's face. I um. But yeah, that's that's why he's mentioning those things. I so what happened was I I reinstalled Windows and I was like I'm not gonna go back to to Odyssey. I'm not. But what I did do, I was looking up um, the timeline and everything, and where things started ch- to change was the game before, which is Origins, which mm-hmm. is the origins of the Assassins. Um, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly, right. And I didn't know that this whole story was even continuing continuing on because, I mean, they killed off Desmond and they barely have it in the other ones, right? Like, I remember yeah. playing Black Flag. Black Flag was the last one I played, which was, like, yeah, the I good one. Yeah, I thought they one. dropped all the Desmond shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's the worst part of Odyssey, to be honest. Like, the modern characters make no sense in that game at, anymore. And, and uh, Origins is a better game. I'm I I was wondering about that. I've 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 dabbled in Origins every now and then and I've really liked what I've played. It's, that setting yeah. is done super well. So there, there's a, there's a few big differences. Uh yeah, it's done the the voice acting is better. There's more personality Ooh. in everything. And, in and that is game it just compared it, to Odyssey? Is it just me or does it actually look better than Odyssey too? It look it does look better. It does look better. Um, the especially with the characters, the animations of the mouth, you see a lot of that. Unless I've gotten used to it playing Odyssey, you see that it's just like a little bit cleaner in Origins, even though it's older, like two years. Mm-hmm. It's 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 quite interesting. In Odyssey, you have a bunch of these mechanics that, like, they want you to farm for gear and stuff like that that are repeatable 
like the wars and stuff like that. It kind of breaks the immersion of you. You're just kind of, I guess you're a mercenary and you fight for both sides, but you have a story that's also contradicting sometimes of what you're doing. You take quests on both sides. You kill both the Spartans and the Ashens. It's just, it just feels off. Yeah. Is that only me? But in Origins... I I, I gotcha. Yeah. In Origins, you don't do that. You have one enemy. You have one person that you kill. Like, so you don't... Because you kill, like, in Assassin's Creed. You kill people. Like, you go in and say, oh, this guy is hounding my my husband for taxes. You go kill him. (laughs) Like, come on. You know, like that's 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 you don't want to do that when you're playing both sides. Like it just feels weird. It just feels off. It, a lot of that. I mean, the world was huge in Odyssey. It was great. Um, you know, going to places. I don't care for ship combat anymore. I like Black Flag because it, it yeah, felt is better. It straight out of Black Flag. Yeah, they just kept repeating it basically. Uh, okay. But but there's it's arrows archers instead of like cannons so it loses a little bit of its like pump yeah so it's 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 like you know throwing wet towels at them i don't know it's (laughs) it's it's not it's not the same ramming feels good and that's pretty much it when you can ram someone and they break it does yeah but i gotta say overall because it's older games even though the new one's coming out Origins is probably for me. They they have the hidden blade. Yes, um, it's probably the better game just because of the story. This feels a little bit more cinematic. The thing that Odyssey is Odyssey has better combat, has better. You can reset your tree. You can manually save in Odyssey. You have more targets to kill. The bounty hunter system is better. You know, but when the story is just not there. You know, it's kind of hard to kind of keep playing. I might go back and play it, but if it's I'm kinda, that long, I don't. Know. I'm 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 gonna be going in the opposite order. I'm gonna go to Origins and then Valhalla after this. Uh, I'm gonna try try to finish the Odyssey main quest, but I honestly don't know if I should at this point. I have had my fill. I w- I was I've, hoping Xerxes was gonna be in this, but Xerxes is not. Oh. From what I know, anyway. Yeah, he dies a generation before Odyssey's time. Yeah. Yeah, you you play as the three hundred the, the the children of whoever would have been involved in the three hundred style conflicts, which mm. is actually what what dug me into the game because that's when people when the when the Greeks started like writing good and that meant I could like read along with the game and be like, oh, there's Herodotus in the game and here's Herodotus in a book next to the screen. Yeah. Yeah, like like Odyssey got me into the setting because I guess the setting is very rich in real life anyway. Origins, yeah. on the other hand, like like that Egypt is beautiful. It's it's gorgeous and it's also yeah. um like busy. Like you see people working at the mummy workshops and and, and mixing together boats. paints and and it looks like a, a living economy. And yeah. Odyssey has uh, the buildings, but you don't see like as much economic activity like, like idle animations the the feeling of a living city isn't quite there they they do the the whole like call of duty thing it's been a while since i looked up like who makes what but they have different teams that make each game right yeah because it, 
the yeah, Assassin's Creed because they they're completely uh, yeah, two it, different it games. Pulls, I think they said Valhalla is made by sixteen. Oh, Ton of people go into every game, but they have their um, core teams. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Because I think each studio has a speciality. I mean, they still have like the division and all the Tom Clancy stuff under their wings, right? That they need to focus on. Watch Dogs too, you know. There's, I, but I think you know a lot of studios double dip in multiple projects. Because mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a different game. Like in in Origins. When you're in the water, like someone's always riding a boat next to you, like it's like the game knows, and you can go mm. and borrow the boat, and it is sit on the boat and they wait for you to finish, and you just drop off the boat, and then they get back and start doing whatever chores they're supposed to be doing on the boat. Like it's just interesting stuff like that you just don't see in Odyssey. There's no hay bags in Odyssey. You can't jump off into a hay bag. I understand it's the earliest one, but why aren't there hay around? I don't care. It's a game put hay in random spots that I can jump into. Make the, hay they were again. around sometimes no, when, when you go up to the sink around. with your eagle spot. Those, those, <laughs> that was that's it. where the hay is. Yeah, that was it. it was I don't just, know. I, whether or not there's hay bales isn't a game-breaking qualifier for me is all I want to say. I'm, I'm, I would probably play the game just because the combat and stuff was fun. And the bounty hunting stuff is fun. Even though the bounty hunters never really came after me Unless I was at a fort. So the ultimate question here, all I'm hearing is that you gave up on Persona 5. <laughs> God damn it. Why did you have to remind me? <laughs> it happened. The game is too long for even the guy who plays all the long games. The thing it like... It's... Oh, shit. Did my progress go away? Oh Wait, no! no cause you're playing on P. You're playing on PS4, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You were emulating. Right? I was emulating. <gasps> no. You were emu- emulating no. Persona Five. Wait, did your hard drive go? Oh no! It was on my <laughs> C drive. <gasps> I'm sorry, I reminded you. Oh my I've god! Announced to you. I was honestly thinking about. Going <laughs> but I played so long. I played <laughs> so long in that. I was at 30s, 30 hours. I'm not playing another. Th- I might as well play like the Royal Edition later on. Just buy the Royal Edition for, for PS4 a little bit later How when I'm feeling for it. Emulating a PS4 game. Wow. Yeah, it, it was a PS3 game, so you can emulate it. Ah, right, yeah, it's the PS3 version. Okay. It yeah. still blows my mind that they made a PS3 version of that game. It it, it runs really yeah. well on PC, let me tell you. Saves are fast, loading is fast. It runs well, dude. And it looks good. But yeah, I gotta... I'm a, I'm a, I'll just buy it. I, at least I know what I'm getting into. I'll buy it for... 30 uh, hours, man, I would have... I would have... I'm, I think I'm done. No, yeah, I think I'm done for now. I, I have to reset. Out of Kingdom Hearts three, and I was done. Yeah, <laughs> like as soon as I lost all that progress, I was <laughs> like, I never need to play this game again. Yeah, yeah, right. Because your your time is, your time is like, it's your time. You know, it's what you it's have on money, planet man. Earth before you die. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to spend it replaying something. Hell no. No. Especially if you weren't fully enjoying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
She's like, ah, forget it. Yeah, if it was like, yeah, yeah, it, it the second oh, dungeon wasn't dude. so good, but um, I'm pretty sure the other ones are pretty good. I just I just had to give it time, but I I, <laughs> I started to feel the formula after a while. After that second dungeon, I was just like, oh, I wanted some more interesting things to be happening right here. But I think Maybe I should have given time. Did you a favor? Huh? <laughs> your PC did you a favor. We all need you playing Sona 5. Wasting your time away. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to work. Long ass Odysseys. And Do, yeah, your taxes. Do your taxes. Do your taxes, guys. Do your taxes. I feel like, like, like both both your own computer and the fans would have would have tried to steer you towards Persona instead of generic Ubisoft sandbox game. But Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have to finish a Persona game. The last one I played was 3 years ago before my friend blew up my ps2 um <laughs> what is it with you and playstation stuff seriously yeah he, he just he, he he borrowed two things he borrowed my xbox and he borrowed my ps2 both of them died in his care red ringed it was it red ringed my my xbox after like a day and the ps2 just like he was moving something and it, something fell on it and my my <sighs> maybe my Persona Three disc got cracked too. Oh, yeah. What do you do with friends like that? You know, what do you do? Uh, not be friends with them. Yeah, we we had some fights after that. Um, I'm not surprised. Not not like fist fights, but you know. <laughs> you stab him in the eye with the like brain. You know, just, just, we Persona had, Three. We had had a serious talk after that. I was younger that back then, but you know, I was I was more I was still calm. <laughs> I was still calm. <laughs> Anyways, what have nice. you guys been doing? I, I've I've asked you this this podcast enough. Save me for last. <laughs> yeah, because we know where you're just going. Just shove me to last. Just, just, just benevolent God, Mister Save Man. S- squeeze me to the bottom uh, of the tube. <laughs> oh. I I tried I tried three different games this week. I haven't played a significant amount of either of the uh, any of them, uh, but I, I I'm. You know, I played a fair bit to sort of dive in a little bit. So first off, I bought One Step from Eden on my Switch. What? The, oh, the game that yeah, there's like a... was getting suggested to Matt. Yes, 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 yes. How it's do you like, like it? So, oh, so for anybody who doesn't know, it's it's a roguelike that is kind of based off the battle system mm-hmm. of. Mega Man Battle Network, right? Yeah. That series of games. And I think it's been in development for like four years and made by one guy. Whoa. It was like a Kickstarter back in the day. Okay. And it it, it takes a lot, it borrow, or I want to say takes, but it borrows a lot from like Slay the Spire and more recent roguelike stuff where you choose like your own pathway and stuff like that. So the idea is you're always trying to get closer to Eden and you go through like... Uh, different biomes like the arctic biome or you go through like the lava biome and the forest biome and each have wet enemies and uh hazards based on the type of biome you're in um and you build a deck and the decks uh, of cards you choose like you wouldn't say the spire and then you the card becomes like a spell you can use while you're fighting which is like the Mega Man battle network type of combat where you're moving on like a grid and you're constantly moving while other enemies are trying to, like, hit you with spells or attack you. And you can, like, fire back and you have, like, a standard gun. So, this game is really hard. 
it's I don't I don't know, but it's really hard to me because you have to constantly keep moving. Otherwise, you're going to get hit and you're going to die. Yeah. And you've only got one life because this is a roguelike. Mm-hmm. Now, if you watch any footage of this game, you'll immediately know it's bonkers. It's really fast. And there are two sides, your side and the enemy side. And they're both like, uh, I think it's like maybe four by four grids. So, you know, it's kind of like a big chessboard. And you're trying to watch your side because you're trying to dodge like enemy attacks appear on tiles with like an exclamation mark. So you're actually like watching mostly your side to dodge like all the tiles that are being attacked. While also enemies on the other side are like firing missiles or they're like moving so you're trying to hit them as well. And it's all like kind of chaotic in your mind. And then on top of that, you have outside of that game frame, you have the spells that are in like this Final Fantasy 13-esque shuffle bar. Like where they're stacked on top of each other like Tetris and you know what is the next one you're going to get after you've used the current ones which are attached to your A and B button. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can shuffle them so then it rearranges them and then you get a new set. It's almost like drawing a card every time. Now the problem is with this, and I think this is kind of the biggest issue I have, is that the way the spells appear are like as tiny square little icons yeah. in the bottom corner of the screen. Mm-hmm. So you not only have to look at these tiny icons in the bottom corner and decipher what card they are, remembering what spell it is, because it doesn't have any text. It doesn't tell you what it is. It's literally just an icon of what the card is. So you have to remember, wait, what card was that? And then you have to remember, wait, what did that card even do? And not only that, it's absolutely tiny. So when you're trying to move around and do all this kind of stuff, you're trying to look at, at like this long like stack of spells and then see what spells you have and are, are they passive? Are, what is it going to do? Is it going to like defend me or buff me? It's it's like I, juggling like eight chainsaws at the same time. It's nuts. Yeah. And did you get past the first boss? Uh, I managed to get past the third boss. That's like the best run I've had so far. Damn. Okay. So have you played it, Matt? Uh, no, 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 no. I have not. Played okay. It yet. Yeah, I I've watched uh, a bit of it. I just knew, I knew it was gonna be my type of game because I, like I like Battle Network, but I like Battle yeah. Network, <laughs> and that is yeah, a roguelike, like not extremely fast. Network. Like it, it's so fast. It's a lot faster than Battle yeah, Network. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm I'm okay uh, with fast. Just, it just. I'm not a Slay the Spire type of dude. Yeah. like It does rely super heavily on choosing the correct cards and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It has like all the Slay, Slay the Spire mechanics of like removing cards because you don't want to fill your deck with too many rewards because then you'll never draw the cards that you want. So, you know, the, the more cards you have, the less chance you have to draw, you know, the stuff you want. So you're always, like, culling cards and, like, ignoring rewards. But then you have to literally, like, stare at the screen and, like, memorize the icons. Because otherwise, when you're in battle, you just have no idea what spells you're throwing out. It feels really disjointed. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, 
once you are moving and you're like firing your standard weapon and then you're throwing out some spells and you start to memorize some stuff and you know like thunder is going to be like force that's the thing is right a lot of spells also don't just cast out and then automatically do what they're supposed to you have to literally get into positions so like you, your character will be like on the fourth square on your side, but then the actual cursor for where the spell will land will be four c- spaces on the other side, and then you have to like align it and make sure the enemy's in that tile. So you're not only juggling that and the spell and the position and also not getting hit. It's it's fucking bonkers. But once you do sort of get a little bit into that, you do end up getting into that that flow state, that zen state that you have with games like this, where you have a good run and you're like, you're pushing a little further, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get further than I've ever got before, and that does you know give the glee of progress. Yeah, it is it is pretty good fun. I feel like I'm I'm I've slowed down in my years, and games like this is just wild. It's one of those that you're gonna see like Twitch streamers have like mid uh, mid max decks that mm-hmm. they're like yeah I'm going for like a full offensive deck and I think you could probably get a lot out of it if you wanted to I played it for about five or six hours I think so far Whoa. and I have enjoyed it and it's a very stylish looking game I think the pixel art is a little weak it's very basic but like one a guy. lot of the yeah. It is one guy, and a lot of the polish around it is very good. And I think actually a, a lot of the spells in the game are like community member created stuff. Oh, that's so cool. I think it has like a yeah, it is pretty cool. And they have like the signature of the like the user who made who like suggested the card. So there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of good about it. I definitely think it's maybe a bit out of my league. Yeah. So I switched gears. And I I downloaded a couple of games on the Xbox app, the Xbox Game Pass. Hot damn. Hot damn. That's a lot, right? That that shit is so worthwhile. Yeah, man. For $5? Got Gears Tactics on there, too. I haven't played that yet. I'm real interested in this one. So, first off, I I started playing Streets of Rage 4. Yes. Is it co-op? And... It's co-op, yeah. I think it's online invite. Co-op okay. as well. Right. Right. Uh, I, only, I only played the first couple, uh, first couple of stages. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I was more interested because of Scrappers and like what we can maybe glean from it in like future updates, like looking at their combat system. And it's pretty good. It's as you'd expect. But I don't know about you guys, but then on the flip side of One Step from Eden, Streets of Rage almost feels too slow mm. and I really think this is me being super nitpicky so people are probably going to be upset but Goldilocks hey, over here what else is new <laughs> exactly right? but you know you know old beat-em-ups right your character walks so fucking you, slow. you, you press the punch button and then they stop and place and then punch yeah so whilst this game has really sick combos and a really good system I don't know if I can play games where I can't at least dash, like double tap or like, you know, hold the stick down to run sideways because moving around with like Axel, I don't, I actually don't know if the other characters have dashes, so maybe I am wrong, but playing as Axel, like who's the main character, I don't know, man. It, it's so slow. Yeah. It's so slow. 
it looks great though and feels really good to like do combos and stuff but it's that same old thing as old streets of rage you know you get hit because you can't move because you don't move fast enough and you just you just have to sort of sidestep up and down to avoid attacks it doesn't feel very uh it doesn't match up with how good the combo system is i feel like there should be an, an opposite in terms of like dodging or at least parrying and stuff like that but it doesn't really have that as far as i can see so far so i'm kind of a bit lukewarm on it i think it's fine i think it's as you had expected i think a lot of people who enjoy streets of rage are really going to enjoy this game and i think you know, there's a lot of good there. I need to play more. Maybe we can play some online co-op and it will feel a bit better. Yeah. But the game I have been enjoying the most that has surprised the shit out of me. Animal Crossing. Is Gears Tactics. <gasps> this is good you news. Have... Oh, okay. I have been playing it. I started playing it yesterday and I've played about three or four hours of it so far. Maybe the first three missions, I think. It's good, <gasps> guys. Downloading it I, now. <laughs> I don't really care about Gears of War. Yeah. It's it's like a pretty good XCOM clone with polish. This this is an idea that seemed a little weird and iffy to me until I played Gears with Matt. Mm. Gears no, is no. surprisingly tactical, guys. This is exactly... You're exactly right. This is based on a series all about running between cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Nothing suits tactics more than running cover to cover. Yep. And it's quite good. Like, it has, like, Overwatch mode, and it has, like, real good tactical decision-making with AP meters. The only thing that frustrates me is it doesn't have a grid-based system. So you can't see a grid on the floor. Mm. So it uses, like, a, a like a drag-the-mouse-to-see-how-many-spaces-you-can-move in, a, like, a 360 space, which is re- can be a little disorientating because... Spaces that look like you could move them in two and you accidentally press it are actually three and you've wasted all your AP. Whereas with a grid-based system like Fire Emblem or XCOM or whatever, right, you'd be able to very clearly see, like, that's three spaces I'm going to move towards or that's one space or whatever, right? But regardless, it's it's fun. And it's full-on, like, got it, story. Yeah, a Gears story, right? Yeah. It's about shooting locusts in the face. But it's really well voice acted. It looks gorgeous. It's beautiful to look at. Tactically, it's, you know, as good as XCOM as far as I can see so far. And it's got a shit ton of customization stuff. Like, I decked out my gears in, like, the biggest pink and purple chrome armor. Anti-camouflage. Neon green guns that have star (laughs) patterns on them. And I gave them, like, super powerful, like, barrels that do plus 50% damage if they, like, stamp on a locust's head. And it's got, like, execution kills, like, so it rewards you. If you, like, down an enemy, if you take the risk of, like, using your last AP to, like, run over there and, like, stamp on the locust's head and kill it, all the rest of your party members get an extra action point because they feel inspired. <laughs> Morale. So then they can run in and like cover the guy who's just killed the locust. So you've nailed one locust and you can move your whole squad forward. There's a lot of like tactical depth to it. It feels so far. Obviously, I'm only like three missions in, but so far, I'm quite impressed. It's made by splash damage, obviously not coalition, 
But so far, like for the fact that I could basically play it for free on Xbox Game Pass, it's worth it. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Oh, I'm gonna Very get that I've been waiting for that for so long, and I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna start it until I'm done with Assassin's Creed." Yeah, Matt, you you got to You'll never be done, shot. not fast now, enough. Now, all your progress is wiped out. You might as well just stop. <laughs> I'll give it a try. I, uh, I'm down. Well, that's now. me. I'm 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 thoroughly surprised that it's as good. Oh, it feels as good as it has been so far. It's been kind of giving me like a little bit of glee because it kind of came out of nowhere for me, but it fits like my tactic tastes like perfectly yeah it is very XCOM though if you've played XCOM like the new XCOMs it is it is just that with Gears of War skin there are little differences but yeah mostly it's for people who like XCOM can you save the game <laughs> yeah of, uh, I don't know if you can save mid-mission I haven't tried but mm. you can save the game <laughs> okay <laughs> because XCOM, <laughs> XCOM, that's that's the way people play. So you can save mid game. <laughs> oh, like saves coming. Saves coming. Well, that's when it does have a Iron Man mode in the Gears Tactics as well, so you can play with complete permadeath. Um, oh, okay. So you don't because, have permadeath. Okay, great. Well, that's the thing is because the char- it's a character based story. When your units die, you just have to restart the mission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no like, oh no, George just got shot in the face. George is dead forever. No XCOM kind of like that, though. Hmm. Bye. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Salute. That's what, Farewell. That's what I did in, in XCOM when I played XCOM way back. Is uh, name everyone. I obviously got George John <laughs> shot. It's like, in the oh face. no, George. <laughs> 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 He's dead now. <laughs> you don't have to listen to any Civ talks. Oh, wait. Yes, we do. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. My cousin died, too. Um. <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> no. Wait, Was X-com. it Corona? Yeah, XCOM. XCOM. No, my friend had Corona, though. He didn't die. And he somehow uh, broke his leg uh, dancing while he had Corona. And... <laughs> Celeb- and I just I lost my mind. 2020, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Did he TikTok it at the same time? No. Oh man. Uh, I got Corona. I miss I my friends, corona. man. I really do miss my friends. Hey, man, he's talking to us. What the hell? Listen, 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 guys. These fools do not talk to me unless we're on the podcast. Okay, these are. <laughs> that is a damn. There are some line. weeks where we try. You see, you hear George in that Discord George. all the time. <laughs> I see you truth. and Liam talk sometimes. <laughs> it happens every now and then. I am flabbergasted. Both of you are terrible. I think what we should do is try to arrange some some streets of four, streets of four, streets of rage four or something. There's like, I mean, they're the only streets we can go on right now. We got true, true, and I mean, we're always enraged these days. You know, the politics. <laughs> yeah. Um, Game leaks. <sighs> he can't go one episode without mentioning something. I got. <laughs> I got I got a question, Matt. Yeah. 
your friend who got the Roni. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Roni. <laughs> Roni. Was he... Uh, He's alive, was he yes. Black? Is he what? Was he black? No. <gasps> oh, yes! There's no black people in Orange County. I keep telling you that. I have all but white have and Asian friends. friends. But, we but we've white seen all the news stories, That's right? all I have. <laughs> we've, we've, we've seen all the news stories about how, how more black people are getting it than, than white people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, oh. it, it, it's true. And it sucks. The circle continues. This, we talk about racist-ass virus. Um, I've dodged it because, you know. Because you don't go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, consider myself man. to have a, a great immune system. I don't know what happens if I were to get it, but uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I, I really, I, I like living don't my life. Touch wood, touch wood, man. Don't jinx that shit. I know, I know. I don't have insurance, so it would be really bad for me to get it. Then that's why black people are affected more, because they don't have insurance, just like me. <laughs> 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 it's not just because they're black. <laughs> Speaking of terrifying problems facing real people in real life, you guys are gonna hate me so goddamn much. All right, yeah, I wonder why. I'm happy to to have have waited 54 minutes for this chunk because that meant that we didn't turn another podcast episode into talk on Odyssey and Civ. But I'm doing a video on global warming and like real life modern world theme strategy games. Uh, so I spent a shitload of time over the past week playing old Civ games, and I want to talk about Civ One from 1991. Wait, no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's right. You can't see me. <laughs> just, just get on Google Images. Type in Civilization One, 1991, and and you will see like an incredibly unfriendly, jank ass looking game that that looks way too old and dusty to be playable. But what I have found out by blasting through this series really freaking fast. Is that it's Civ, not playable. No, Civ 2 and 3 actually are like, <laughs> they feel older and more aged than Civ 1 does nowadays because Civ 1 now looks like cute pixel art and the um, interface has like a lot of surprising little tricks going on that I did not know were available at the time. George, you played this? You played yeah, this? Yeah, okay, okay, so here... <laughs> What Hear me is out. this? You, you have a mouse and a keyboard, but you move all of your units with just your um, arrow keys or the number keys. And every single time you move a unit, it does that thing where it bumps you along to the next one and, and make sure that no, no units are idling. It has um, like a very streamlined, user-friendly way of filtering you through every new pop-up that, that you'll need to encounter throughout the game. And um, it's also not as complicated as it looks a lot of time. Like the combat is is a dice roll with either a win or a lose state and no no HP to manage whatsoever. The um, diplomacy is is one of three different questions that you occasionally get asked by other civs as they as they as as your units encounter each other, and the 
tech tree is no more complex than a text reminder telling you what two technologies you need to get um, another one on the way at the end of a description. It's it's so hard to explain why the game looks and feels better in your hands than it does in naked screenshots, but it's... I'm watching it. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's totally a real thing, and I get why this became a mainstream, super-duper hyper-popular hit back in the day, despite what <gasps> looks nowadays like something very, very old and, and dusty and... And bad, but like Civ with Civ two, they make the transition over to a Windows ninety five interface where it looks like an a desktop app that uh, has has a gray, boring um, color scheme in the UI with the the minimize, maximize, close buttons in the corner. It looks so much more artificial than this one, where you can fully get immersed in in a lot of cute, fun pixel art and. I don't know. I heard a gasp back there. Did something cool happen on the video you were watching? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know they actually had people talking in Civ One. Yeah, and I'm looking at Civ Two now. So, yeah, they're so just Civ Two does look from a Wikipedia. Yeah, Civ Two looks worse. I I am. Oh, I like this old pixel art of Civ One. You also have customizable villages and like a customizable throne room that gets updated every now and then. And um, the costumes for your your scientists change over time. Like, there's a lot of extra features in this first old, dusty, rusty game that have been lost over the years that I was surprised to find out were being executed fairly well off that that early on in the series. Wow. In Civ 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In 1991, there were a lot more games with global warming and, like, environmentalism concerns than there were in later years when it actually became a more pressing, relevant Concern in everyone's um, life, like uh, the the general trend I'm I'm going to be talking about is how in the early '90s and now the late 2000s it comes back, but in the time in between, a lot of mainstream big budget strategy games just did not want to tackle the subject. Like SimCity Societies faced controversy for it and had to well they didn't have to, but they ended up um, like roping BP along with some some publicity stunt about giving the game some edutainment content. In Civ One, global warming happens after you research automobiles. It turns tiles into pollution that can be cleaned up. In Civ Two, Global warming will wreck everyone's ass. Like, like if you accidentally trigger it, like it, it, it turns into a DEFCOM game where, where you just survive, you no longer win. And then Civ 3 has easier global warming mechanics again. Civ 4 has... Wait. Civ 4 has um, the desertification mechanics where occasional tiles turn into desert. And then Civ 5 releases with nothing at all. And so does Civ 6 in vanilla. And there's some quotes from from Sid Meier to launch party about how, how they might have wanted to avoid some controversial topics. But that it, it, then Donald Trump gets elected. U.S. withdraws from the Paris Climate Accords. Um, these, these hurricanes utterly wreck Puerto Rico and Haiti. There's wildfires in California and Australia. And now we're seeing environmentalism and global warming come back in a big way. And I just, an earlier podcast, was talking about how they made this whole expansion pack themed after it. So, uh, uh, that, that's me. That's that's what I've been doing. Yeah, there's FMVs <laughs> in 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 Civilization too. That's that's pretty cool. Wow, back. Yeah, in. they're they're cheesy. They're yeah. Yeah, they're really. Yeah, they're, they're really, really cheesy. Like I, I I like pixel. We went to a costume better, store. Yeah. Very very 
cheap act. It's it's nineties video game FMV, and I, I don't know if that's aged as well as the eighties video game pixel art. <laughs> wow, the Sim series has sold over thirty five million copies. That's crazy. Every everyone everyone has has fallen in love with a Civ at some point in their life, right? Yeah, I guess so. I've never very, beat, I never beat it. Never beat it. Yeah. Yeah, it's more about the journey than the destination. Yeah, I would agree with that. All like, the Civ games have never elegantly done their end game well, up until I would argue Gathering Storm just now. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I was obsessed with Civ Five. I, that game could do no wrong. Civ Civ Five, I, I felt especially with the expansions. Yeah, super came Oof. together with Beyond the Sword. Like I really, great. really love, and they really expanded on this in Civ Six. But how you uh, do a lot of civilian quote unquote combat. Um. Like with the archaeologists who you'll try to sneak behind into enemy territory and get their artifacts, even though they're not technically a military unit that could get destroyed per se. It's um, really, really fascinating how e even going as far back in 1991, there were mechanics in place that make warfare and military strategies feel like you get diminishing returns compared to using units like like diplomats and traders, which are even there way back in the first game. Hmm. Like like civilian units. It's it's neat. That's all. Okay, I should I should stop. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna go. Home. <laughs> I, I have not played nearly enough of Civ. I played like a bunch back in the day, and then a bunch recently. Like what was was it a year ago when I was like, oh, I've been playing Civ Six. Yeah, yeah. You you tried, you tried, but it didn't happen. Civ it Six did, Vanilla still didn't do it. Tried six. Still never tried six. I think it's worth it with an expansion pack installed, but I wouldn't go for the vanilla version at this point. Yeah, it's the same, I, like, same thing you told me. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it, but it seems like it's just not rubbing off as well on other people as it did to me. I remember Civ Five was like my first ever interaction kind of with a PR company with 2K when I spoke about I can't remember what it was. I think it was the GameSpot UK podcast back in 2010, I think, when Civ 5 came out. And I talked about having played Civ 5 a lot and that I hadn't played any of the expansions. And then the next day I arrived at work, there was a massive package and there was like four copies of Gods and Kings oh my God. waiting for me. And I was like... Game journalism forever. <laughs> Damn. The conflict of interest, man. The bribing no, you was, with the swag. Yeah, it was when I was an intern at GameSpot UK, and I just remember the letter from, I think it was one of the head of 2KPR, and he just said that he really enjoyed listening to me talk about my pleasures of playing so five so far, and he wanted to me to expand my horizons with Gods and Kings. The cycle always is that the vanilla game is like, the one that doesn't seem to hook people as much as the fully expanded experience. I'm wondering, did you, did you get sucked into the vanilla of Civ Five? Because for me, I, I didn't. I did, yeah, I did. Was that did. was that your first one in a while? Yeah. It was probably my first formative one. It was 2010, so it's you know I'm 20, having grown up playing you know mostly predominantly PS2 and Nintendo stuff. That a game like Civ would have been something of a rarity to me. You know, it's the cusp of Steam becoming popular as well. You know, when every sale was just either Oblivion mm. again or Valve games or Civ. 2010, back when back when mm. Steam sales were still fun. 
Back when you looked forward to the summer sale, that one. <laughs> back when you looked forward to summer. <laughs> yeah, we got we 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 got uh, what what might be yet another one of the hottest summers on record in, in humans living on planet Earth. We got a second oh, wave God, of the coronavirus so, coming. It was so hot yesterday. It was upsetting. We got we got more and more nasty election tactics coming from both parties. Um, um, one of which. I don't understand how people still think is the same as the other. Fuck you, Baltimore! If you're dumb enough to buy a new car this weekend, you're a big enough schmuck to come to Big Bill Hell's car. Bad deal. Cars that break down. Thieves. If you think you're gonna find a bargain at Big Bill, you can kiss my ass. It's our belief that you're such a stupid motherfucker. You'll fall for this bullshit. Guaranteed. If you find a better deal, shove it up your ugly ass. You heard us right. Shove it up your ugly ass. Bring your tray. Bring your tire. Bring your wife. We'll fuck her. That's right, we'll fuck your wife. Because at Big Bill Hell, your butt sick. Ways from Sunday. Take a hike to Big Bill Hell. Home of challenge pissing. That's right, challenge pissing. How does it work? If you can piss six feet in the air straight up and not get wet, you get no down payment. Don't wait, don't delay. Don't fuck with us or we'll rip your nuts off. Only at Big Bill Hell. The only dealer that tells you to fuck off. Hurry up, asshole. This event ends the minute after you write us a check. And it better not bounce or you're a dead motherfucker. Go to hell. Big Bill Hell's cars. All the more filthiest and exclusive home of the meanest sons of bitches in the state of Maryland. Guaranteed. Uh, see, so yeah, um, considering what happened last week, we're we're doing happy news this week. W- welcome back, happy news, positive, cool stories. Uh, with all due respect, not a lot else happened this week. Um, so happy. Upload VR published a absolutely sick video from Sony's R and D department about the prototype controllers they're working on for the PSVR two. And I know at least Matt is really going to get a good kick out of this stuff. Matt, have you seen this video? I have not. I'm looking it up. All right. I'm going to DM it to you in Discord so we can hear your reactions to this. They are demonstrating some finger tracking technology. Oh, that, okay. um Oh, from is, PlayStation. Is Valve okay. Index style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, the $1,000 high-end PC stuff coming out for whatever's going to be the next... $500 mainstream affordable middle class video game console. No. Why does that look better than the Valve stuff? <sighs> I'm seriously either worried or skeptical about that because it looks pretty good. Perfect, right? Yeah. So it's like a slight it, wiggle, but like that's fine. It it it's not using um any sort of visual mediums to track your fingers. It's it's all pressure on the pads you're touching. But I wonder how the hell then it's able to know how extended your fingers are. Because on the Valve Index controller, like, it's kind of a Boolean. Your finger is either grasping the object in VR or fully extended, depending on where your fingers are on the controller. And this one looks like it has a hell of a lot more of a gradient to to what what it's able to keep track of in your hands there. Yeah. Um... The, <laughs> the 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 technical the technical language describes it as an evaluation of machine learning techniques for hand pose estimation on handheld devices with proximity sensors. And another another interesting dimension to the story is that the uh, stuff they've published before about the PS5 controllers, the traditional game controllers, the 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 dual sense as they're calling it, um, 
has those pressure sensitive triggers that like resist or <laughs> or succumb to uh your fingers depending on whether or not you're drawing a bow or like firing a, a revolver with a sticky trigger or something and i I like how many developments in next-gen video game technology seem geared towards conveying a sense of touch with your games. Mm-hmm. Do you know what makes me laugh about this video, I've just realized? What's that? The guy's using a Vive. <laughs> oh, yeah? He's using a Vive in the Upload VR video. Yeah, he is. <laughs> when he's messing around with, like... Oh, the, there uh, it is, the yeah. He's yeah, like, like one minute in. <laughs> But, but the controllers are Sony. The controllers are Sony. <laughs> this is really cool, though. Right? Wow. I think feel. Like, after playing Alex and putting, like, boxes in weird positions and, like, mm-hmm. trying to wrap my fingers around yeah. stuff, I, I am totally down for, like, finger tracking. That was yeah. so annoying way in Alex. And, <laughs> oh, Alex is fine. Yeah. Every time I, you just got to imagine in your head, every time a finger intersects or collides with a solid object, you feel a little haptic rumble in your hands. And, and after the, no more than five minutes, your brain adjusts like you actually develop a, an instinct for whether or not you're touching something in the game. And that's going to be really cool to see more of. I'm... I'm I'm excited for for the, I thought I thought this was neat. Sweaty palms. If they can really pull off this like finger tracking stuff, I'm down. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The question is whether or not it's going to work as well in real life as it does in the video. I have come to realize that my favorite thing in VR is grabbing things. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Easily. Absolutely. <laughs> and and now you can grab it with sweaty palms because apparently. That's like a demo oh, part. Oh yeah, I just saw that in the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flip to four minutes in, and they cut to someone with like, <laughs> so <laughs> with, with all the ice. Vive technology so stuff. Like, if you want to grab stuff, five things on top. If you want to grab stuff and get gamer juice on your controllers, you're good to go. <laughs> no, don't you remember Gamer Goo? You can protect your controllers with Gamer Goo. Yeah, more more goop for for your controller. Oh, it's just gonna be drenched <laughs> in all sorts of fluids. It's interesting to see them use Vive technology stuff for their prototypes. Like, even on top of the, the gray mold, the black thing on top is like a Vive... Like a tracker. Sensor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the gray mold itself is, like, just kind of funny to look at right now, though. It looks like a, it looks like an Ace Combat joystick, like a flight stick or something absolutely looks like a prototype yeah i like how the foreign objects test is just a dude who checked out like a rapper wearing like eight rings and a watch (laughs) it is compatible with mr t yes (laughs) yeah yeah and unless the world dies first we're about to be touching the stuff in our video games you guys oh we can solve coronavirus with our fake hands you can I, I just stick your finger. DNA. I, I want to do a midnight gospel. Uh, it's on Netflix. Where you watch that? Yeah, have you watched it? I want to. I I love the I little trailer. It's it looks it's it's like a podcast almost, an animated <laughs> podcast. I love it. Um, 
and he puts his head through this thing that looks like a uh, a vagina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for VR, I want to do that for VR. Forget everything else. Put your head through a vagina. Yes. Ah. I mean, that's where. I'm sure you could do that already. So, <laughs> if if you guys flip to five. Answer. <laughs> I, I, I hate to roll us back to the, the, the topic at hand, but if you guys flip to um, around around five and a half minutes into the video, you'll see them uh, uh, describe a failure case in which the tracking is not working out. And this actually is what I see happening on my Vive all the time. Like like sometimes it'll it'll think a hand is is still down there when it's not or vice versa. And... I wonder what the hell they're implying for 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 this video at the very end. Because it doesn't look like they fix the failure case. There's a a wire no, they sure kind of tug around. That's for grounding. Like if you lose the wires in the inside of the actual case. Oh, uh, like what happened to my PSVR? <laughs> like what happens if wiring gets loose inside of the actual controllers? Well, mm. that's. I guess that's happy news. That's that actually is what happened to my PSVR. An internal collect connection came loose, and that's that's not a happy reminder for that to be in the video of the prototype for the next one. Too much action going on, huh? <laughs> Too much sticking his head in vaginas in VR. Well, the thing is, is that the 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 box where the wire came loose is located right around your ankles and your feet. It's a box that has been stepped on many times by what I would consider a design flaw and just where on the wire they put it. That's all. We can move on to the next one. <laughs> which is oh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, which unfortunately we did run into during the intro. Okay, well, yeah. now we can clarify. <clears throat> Assassin's Creed Valhalla's announced it was a, a fun day of, of announcement events. They had the... Um, uh, a graphic artist revealed the, the game's title by just touching up the graphic key art all day on Twitch with raw Photoshop on display for everyone to see. And as the day went on, they revealed a little bit more chunk of the graphic until the very end. And what I saw happening was that the journos must have had a tab of that open because people were getting updated on it throughout the whole day. Uh, it was... But all the Jenners knew about it before. Yeah, yeah, there was some Easter eggs in, in Odyssey hinting that the next setting would be Vikings. So so the big reveal was that the word in the title is Valhalla. Um, the, 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 the game's activities in, in, in include hunting and fishing and sailing, but also dual-wielding shields and Viking rap battles... Nice. We said Viking rap battles. Yes, yes. Like um, rap? From from the official game website, uh, flighting, or as it's better known, verbally devastating rivals through the art of the Viking rap battle, is uh, one of several mini game activities and included throughout your adventures, which are going to have you exploring Norway and England. Well, yes, the Vikings invade England. That's the story of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and Alfred the Great looks like an absolutely infuriating, punchable villain. Well, he's a British king. <laughs> he's exactly what, he, what they were. <laughs> uh, 
I don't. Huh. I, you might know more about the history than we do, Liam. I mean, I know some of my history, I guess. How how punchable was was Lord Alfred the Great? Um, he was supposedly not that bad of a king, to be fair. But then it's written from the point of view of the English, I guess. Um, this is the thing that the trailer tries to do, right? Like, the stereotypes of Vikings is that they are bloodthirsty, warmongering, crazy Godless people, Godless right? barbarians. And they obviously were just a race of people that were not too dissimilar from every warring, conquering empire. Um, I just, as somebody who has not played Origins or Odyssey... And both of you have, so you guys are coming off the back of the kind of gameplay loops that this game might have. I am fucking all in. <laughs> that trailer is, and I know we don't talk about trailers because we shouldn't buy games day one, blah, 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 blah. That trailer is fucking great. That If you are going to build up hype for a game and you are going to demonstrate like the full power of your studio, that's how you do it. That is a good trailer. What, a cinematic trailer? Like, it's not. Yeah. Hmm. Like, it made me want to kill English people, and I'm English. <laughs> I'm 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 wondering how they're gonna put that on the box quote. <laughs> that's 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 how you know it won't offend anyone. <laughs> um, I'm wondering how they're gonna play off the like good guy Viking scene you see, where 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 you see them like <laughs> cross paths with women and children fleeing from a burning village, and and your hero is just like, yo, well, you, you guys can go, it's fine. But they're still raiding and pillaging them. <laughs> I mean, didn't you just kill everybody in Odyssey and Origins anyway? Yeah, but they, they try to... I The morality of Odyssey is so freaking weird. Yeah. Like, like one of the things that I think also shocked me in the HBO Rome show is that just life in the ancient world was not considered valuable by almost everyone involved. Are you guys not hyped for this game? No, I am. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll play it once it comes out on DVD. (laughs) (laughs) You mean when it comes out on PS3 emulator? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Okay. I mean, you play. Did this trailer not excite you? This trailer excited me, and I obviously I... haven't played the previous two games, and I don't, I don't want to. Whereas I actively want to play. C- CGs don't really excite me. It's more gameplay that excites yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, like what I'm happier to hear is is the team that they're kind of putting together for it. Like, uh, they they got their big megalithic 15 studio juggernaut hammering away at it but they've been selective with the core team the writer from origins is going to be on the gameplay directors of black flag and origins are are both going to be on they're keeping that island hopping sailing loop and mercenary system from odyssey and they're going back to assassin's creed 2 to uh have have you level up a comfy home you're going to be coming back to all the time Mm. that's cool yeah, yeah, they seem they seem like they want to put together a dream team for this one. And an appeal I mean, to everyone for go with what was successful, right? They they're, they're going to have the big cities and the countrysides and the naval combat and uh the writing of Origins and the Odyssey, the gameplay of Odyssey should more or less be a great combination. That that's the weak point of 
both of those games that can be corrected here now that they've also further yeah. polished up the more hack and slash RPG style loop. Yeah. Those two like put together is going to be good. But yeah, I, I feel like I wonder if the 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 nature of the IP is going to be more of an elephant in the room closer to launch, though. Like if if the the future Animus Desmond Arc Assassin's Creed Templars is going to end up. It, it is it is about as far away from assassins as you can get, yep. which is big. Burly it's so far Vikings. now. We are it's so like far some, from some where this D- series began. It's like some person's weird D and D dream. Like yeah. I'm a Viking assassin. I chop people with my axe and punch them in the face, yet I can sneak through the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Big old burly guy sneaking through the shadows. I've got high strength and massive dexterity. So, so, so ridiculous. The, the other thing the series has done since its origination is have a hell of a lot more fantasy and mythology <gasps> involved, too. Do you reckon Odin was the SF first assassin? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my God. And Thor, and Thor will be, like, his mentor. I I am... Are we still going to play Layla? I wonder if we're still going to be playing Layla. Layla? I don't know if I ever got That's to Layla. That's how bad. That's how bad the real-life stuff is in Assassin's Creed that you forget the person that you're playing as in the real world. And you only remember oh, Cassandra and, and whatever that guy is. Layla is the Odyssey? Oh my god, and, yeah! And, and Origins. <laughs> and Origins, yeah. Does it not surprise you that they completely leave out all of the future stuff completely out of marketing now? Yeah. Like, all of the anime stuff is like old hat. Like, I, why, like, it's I just there. Why, why even exactly. have it there if, then? If, if you had said, like, like Mrs. Uncharted... Or like Nancy Drake, I would know exactly who you were talking about. <laughs> who the hell is Nancy Layla? <laughs> she's she's not wow. very interesting. No, she's not like she. It's badly done. Her animations mm-hmm. are badly done. Everything is bad. Like it's like it's like the the uh, the testing team made her or something like this. Like oh, you make this part that no one Whoa. is gonna play. Calm down. <laughs> oh, 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 on that note. On that note, there was. Compared to previous entries in the series, there was a very, <laughs> there was a very very brief playable genders controversy on Slash R Xbox One regarding you being able to play as 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 a female Viking. When I thought everyone knew that was a thing. What the fuck is wrong with people? Wait, wait, if you wait, don't wait, hello. Play as the female Viking. Play as the male Viking. Holy shit! On a like, like of all the historical settings they've gone to, this is the one where that also makes the most sense. With a female Viking, what the people are upset that is a female Viking. Yeah. yeah. No, come on. Really? Yeah, like the Vikings are famous <laughs> for being female sometimes. But, but why does it matter? I know, Matt. Why does it? Matter? Sorry, I Why I've gotten so past like I don't know, like we've we've been talking about games for years, and we've been talking about what gets people mad for years. That it's like at this point, like it's like twenty twenty, and you just wonder, like, oh wait a minute, people still get upset about that? People are still having console what wars. Makes, like, what get makes the fuck it out of here? In this instance, is that the main character isn't a female Viking. You can play as the main character, male or female, whatever they're called, Ivor, or whatever <laughs> their race is, right? 
if you don't want to play as the female, play as the male. It is literally irrelevant. If it was singular, like, you know, Tomb Raider or whatever, right? You can only play as a female. You shouldn't still even complain about that. But fair enough. Maybe you just want to play as male characters. But this is a game that literally has both options. Why are you complaining? Why? <laughs> but <laughs> this is this is happy. We're laughing at people who have uh, have grown up in a very very terrible way. Yeah. So, <laughs> as far as I know, there has been at least one real skeleton burial place found of a female Viking warrior buried with with swords and axes and armor and stuff. But many, many references to it happening in the records, in the literature, in the mythology. And the characters show up in the mythology. The shield maidens and Valkyries are a big thing in, in the sagas. And there are descriptions from, from the Vikings as victims of their, them finding women in women bodies in the battles. Like Viking women would literally tear the people who complain about this shit in half. The, the, the evidence is there. And I guess there's like, I, there might be controversy over whether or not they were, they were actively fighting on the front lines or playing more of a support role. But the whole concept of the Viking afterlife is like getting dragged away from the battlefield by a hot Viking lady who's the last thing you see before you die, right? <laughs> like the Amazonian part in Futurama. It, it sounds pretty rad and and would also make sense for, for a rallying cry on, on the battlefield to have, have both the women and the men in the shit. Can you imagine both these giant men and women screaming at you with massive axes? Terrifying. So, we also got some fun listener questions. Nice. If you would like to tell us how, how bad our podcast is, send it in to dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Please do. Once again, that's dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. Send them now for your chance to win nothing. Omar wants to ask us about <laughs> moments where we've been impressed by scale in games. In my humble opinion, scale isn't taken advantage of in video games. I want to see a sense of scale like Asuka's <laughs> fight scene in the end of Evangelion. Uh, a less spoilery analog would be the burly brawl from Matrix Reloaded. Fast forward to today in the Travis Scott cross Fortnite event, that scale! You see a huge model of Travis walking around the island and it's refreshing to see that effect be taken advantage of as you run and jump around chasing that huge model. With the exception of uh, Shadow of the Colossus, um, QTEs and cutscenes are the best we have, IMO. And even then, rarely is the sense of scale conveyed outside of boss fights, which is frustrating when I know video gaming is the medium to convey scale. The apex of this effect, I imagine, would be achieved in VR, but it's a shame games don't play around with scale that much, especially when realizing a Fortnite event is the best example of this I can think of. Is this a development thing? Can you think of examples of games that gave you a sense of scale? God of War. Maybe... Maybe Liam, yeah. maybe Liam could comment if hitboxes or boat mapping or game design or something else I can't think of makes it difficult to make a game where you're human size but have giant monsters roaming around. Oh. First yeah. off, I want to agree with both Matt and Omar. Uh, God of War, the fucking snake in the river thing. Oof. 
That is scale. The world and serpent. Not only I mean, is that backed up. Yeah, the world serpent. And and and, and even the boss fight with what was it? Boulder. Bo, bo, what was his name? Like the big uh, son of the son of Odin yeah. That couldn't feel any yeah. pain. Like even that was even though he wasn't big. Like those so fights were those, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, with the World Serpent, I think the thing that added to it is the audio, the, the sound that comes from him is, yeah. like, resonatingly... Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. But I do want to agree with Omar. I watched the Travis Scott Fortnite thing. That was pretty fucking sick. <laughs> that was... And that was scale. That really was scale. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that. I, it's well worth a watch. And uh, it will... Like it is pretty amazing what they do. <laughs> you with you that should you should describe now. it for the listeners. Imagine Travis Scott. Um, for those who don't know, oh, is a black shit. guy, and he's massive in Fortnite, and he's doing what he would do in music videos. You know, wow. dancing, jumping around. It is it is pretty incredible. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, and it's twelve minutes long, and twelve million people watched it. And it's amazing. And, and it is scale. I think sense of scale is something in video games that hasn't been done very well. And it is kind of a development thing. Um, you can't just make giant objects because yeah. you're going to have mesh that is either you can make lots and lots of small objects and then have a normal object be the biggest thing um but for example like the world serpent for example think of the detail and how good that thing looks right you've got to make a giant texture that wraps all around him and is detailed and that is going to be like an image texture that's got to be 4k yeah it's still got to look good up close and it's like and I and this is part of the reason he's probably a serpent, right? And the way he is is because it's the same repeating texture. So you are kind oh, of cheating, right? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's clever. But with like Travis Scott, it's a bit less detailed. He's very cartoony. He's cell shaded, so it's a lot of color block instead of having like Ooh, bump map textures hell. and all that kind of heavy detailed stuff. So he's probably a bit easier. Um, but yeah, sense of scale is hard. Like for example, the God of War games nail it, right? You know, like even when you're climbing up Mount Olympus in the first, in, uh, God of War three, like on the back of the Titan, like that is insane. And I have no idea how they pulled that shit off on like PS3 and stuff. There are, there is some technical wizardry that goes on with whoever works on God of War, right? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the Travis Scott thing is incredible. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Oh my god. Some this is not some you know, like you know how boring people can make these things. This is incredible. Yeah, not boring. And it's built specifically for Fortnite, right? And that's the effort that's gonna it's not just a giant Travis Scott who's performing. Literally like they bring a planet sized asteroid towards the map. Holy that has like a hollow inside that has a theme park on it and everything and and this roller coaster that extends out from the asteroid into the world and everything it's amazing and then the whole world changes into a black hole 
and they get sucked into space, and then the gravity of the changes, <laughs> and then they go underwater. It's incredible. You're... It's like world manipulating stuff. Like think of like World of Warcraft when like um, what's his name? What's his name? The big dragon, the fire dragon, Deathwing. Is it Deathwing? Uh, no what's idea. The dragon called Smog. No fucking wow dragon. Smog. Oh my god. Death. The Hobbit. Wing. Come on. Yeah, it's Deathwing. He's called Deathwing. Yeah. Uh, Cataclysm. When the whole of the Worldcraft, uh, uh, the whole of Azeroth got destroyed in two. Um, or uh, basically got destroyed by this dragon. Like, that was scale back in the day as well, right? And not many... It, it depends on how you do it. You can change the world. Like, you can play a cinematic and then the whole world gets destroyed and then it comes back and it's a new map. But in terms of, like, giant characters, it can be a little tough to make stuff like that because, especially with a game like God of War, you've got so much detail. You're making these massive characters that have huge mes- meshes... You know, most of the time you see these things from like, you know, maybe the neck up just, and you know, they won't have any body or anything. Mm. They'll just be these giant arms or disembodied arms or heads. I I do want to point out that I'm always disappointed when a video game boss battle is like a giant, incredibly huge, impressive monster, just like slapping the two spots on the table you're dancing between. And that's the thing is um, another thing is scale, right? As things get bigger, they're perceived to be slower. So a lot of the times games cheat because it's easy to make things move slow, but that's actually how things would move. Yeah. Isn't isn't there like a biological explanation behind that? That's like real, like big animals, like typically do tend to move slower. Yeah, it's why, like, in every fucking movie ever, when you have, like, giant aliens or whatever that are on the planet, they're like... Mm, It's just, like... It's the the way, like, how, you know, we move slower than a fly or an ant, right? And if... There is some... Physics-based explanation that I don't know off the top of my head. There is something, yeah. Like, like whales um, tend to kind of hang on the notes longer than us. Elephants tend to tend to just stand around and too. flop more than more than not. <laughs> um, so it's a case of a lot of those things. And that's kind of why the Travis Scott thing is amazing, because the way Travis moves in the videos is like to the scale, but he teleports around, which makes his movement still look fast. But his actual movements from a model of that scale match like how you think something of that size would be. There are some examples like Azra's Wrath. You know, there's like giant moon esque bosses that land on you that are planet sized. Bayonetta has some huge bosses. Uh, Monster Hunter obviously has giant ass monsters that can give you a sense of scale, but true scale where it's not like video game scale i think shadow of the glasses definitely wowed some people because they were literal physical interactive objects right Mm -hmm. they weren't just like these cutscene based things they were literal like moving mountains that you could jump on i think some parts of breath of the wild where you have to jump on the wild um the whatever they're called the four beasts like the elephant and the bird and everything uh, especially the bird one, which is literally flying over the map, and when and it when it jump. flips, yeah, and you get that that like, vertigo. Yeah, that kind of sense of scale is incredible yeah. too. 
But then on the small side of things, like playing Half-Life Alex, this, the real sense of scale based on how one-to-one objects feel in that game means that when you step out onto the balcony at the beginning of Alex and then that giant, like, crawling walker, I don't know what the names of those things Strider. are called. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, when it's putting its giant legs across buildings and smashing into brick and stuff, you're like, whoa, this is really cool. Yeah, I, I think video games are getting there, but yeah, I think it's just hard to convey things at massive scales. They they do say the apex of this effect, I imagine, would be achieved in VR. I, I just I just want to like point out for however many times I've said it before. I almost think the the moment when I first looked to the side of, of my shoulder in, in the, the PSVR X Wing demo and saw a planet sized thing. Mm, like mm, that was mm. that I I remember where I was that day. Like it actually is kind of sort of a life-changing experience knowing how big your planet is compared to you. George, I kind of, uh, I just remembered the thing that gave me the biggest sense of scale in any video game ever. And it was the PS4 VR demo of Zone of the Enders VR. Oh. When I first sat in the cockpit of the robot, because the cockpits are in the mid, literal where the cock is, <laughs> literally in the middle of the robots. Wait, so <laughs> it's actually like true. The cockpit position in Zone of Enders is literally where your cock would be, basically. <laughs> and so when you're sat there, you you can't see the bottom because there's like a fog hiding your legs. But the robots you're fighting are so massive in front of you because you're not at the top. You're not like eye Ooh. level with them. Your, your waist level. level. Yeah. Your yeah, cock yeah. level. So you're just looking up while fighting these giant that is, robots. That is really clever because everyone always looks big when you look up at them from below. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it was like twofold. Uh, I remember that being a really... I mean, the game was shit in VR, but that when it was stationary, that first uh, initial like hit was like, holy shit. This is very big. Elite Dangerous will give you that really good. Mm. Really good. Anything where you're sat in a cockpit, like a spaceship and stuff, is like lots of cockpit. Almost like going sh- on. okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go to so, another uh, c word. So, so there is a character in oh. the extended Marvel universe named Eternity, who is. Apparently made a, a, a supervillain made out of the entire universe. And, you know, I'm also hoping that the apex of scale will not be achieved in VR because I want to be fighting some evil monster that's not just planet sized, but even bigger than that in some kind of VR games. Like, like, oh, the, the possibilities are endless. The existential crisis itself could be the boss battle. Man. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, and like Tengen Topoguer and Lagan. If like it got to, if they made a VR game of Tengen Topoguer and Lagan, where you're basically throwing galaxies at each other. By oh the end, wow, that would be pretty sick. Well, that's what happens at the end of Guru and Lagan. Um, you know, yeah. it's it's funny you said that <laughs> because I've been watching <laughs> Guru and Lagan this week. <gasps> so I th- oh, thank you for God. spoiling that. I appreciate now we're gonna it. have to watch Guru and Lagan. How- what are the odds of I, you talking thought, about an anime that I'm literally I am, watching? <laughs> I am so sorry, Matt. I am so fucking the, sorry. I am so, what are the so sorry. What are the, the only odds? thing I know about oh Gurren Lagann is the titty girl. Yes. Ex- oh, man. That, that's almost 
Like, I'm trying to get through that fan service, but jeez. Oh, man, Matt, I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You're... <laughs> that fan service No, like, if anything, so I'm way more interested now. That's the yeah. kind of, like, schlocky fan service I want more... Oh, well, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Uh, more more uh, the galaxies, or... <laughs> yeah. Oh. Is that, is that a Gurren Lagan robot? I have Gurren Lagan right... I have, I have him right here. So what you're there saying is. is that I should finish this series. Oh my god, yeah. It's the best anime, one of the best animes of all time. Really? Easily, hands down. Oh man, it's one, It's literally one of my favorite animes ever. Okay, I'll finish it. Uh-oh. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll finish it by next week. Robots are great. Garan Lagan's awesome. Everybody go home and watch that now. Email dadandsonspodcast at gmail.com. We Get love ready for some fan service. But there's no sense of scale. What are you talking about? Is my cockpit too small for you?